Oki Nastuni Danaku. Hello, relatives. This is Leah Punaki on Inner Tribal Radio's Red Road Empower Hour. Um, I want to start out by acknowledging um, all of our ancestors, right? Um, and by doing so, you know, being grateful for all that they've done for us, um, you know, developing a safe, sacred space like this one. You know, I come forward, I bring my ancestors, you come forward, you bring your ancestors. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of power and strength within those numbers. And I also want to acknowledge um, the sacred land, the sacred healing land. And with where I'm at, I'm out here in Montana, the state of 12 tribes. And right here in Great Falls, this was the stomping grounds of the Cree, the Little Shell, and the Blackfeet. Do a little moment of silence for all of our relatives that are out there still suffering from substance abuse, intergenerational and historical trauma, and, you know, toxic life of whatever it may be. We're thinking of you. All right. Well, tonight is Friday the 26th, and I want to do our reading out of the Elders Meditation. This is uh, the White Bison uh, Elders Meditation of the Day, and it says, In our traditional ways, the women is the f- are the foundation of our family. We must pay attention to the role of the women in the family. She is the heartbeat of the family. She should be respected and treated in a sacred manner. We should listen to her guidance. We should help make her role easier by helping with chores or just telling her how much we appreciate her. And at the bottom of every single page, it says, Today, I intend to focus on. And so today, I intend to focus on loving myself. You know, and I, I kind of figured out a little, a little secret I'll let you in on. (laughs) I don't know how much of a secret it is, but uh, you can really tell how people feel about themselves and how they treat others. Um, you know, somebody's kind and loving themselves, um, you know. Once we walk out our door, you know, it's crazy out there these days. And and so I just really encourage everybody to, you know, before we even open our eyes, we first realize we're awake, you know, saying our gratitude for the day, you know, telling Creator, telling us about it, we're grateful for another day. You know, we're not, we're not promised tomorrow and we know that, right? The world is gone and is going through so much. And uh, we've all lost somebody, especially after COVID. And I tell my kids, nobody owes us anything, you know. And so 
we have the power within ourselves to make the decisions to be a better person, to make these little changes, these little uncomfortable changes, right? Because it is, it's uncomfortable. Coming from a world that I lived in, you know, the criminal life, the drug world, all that comes within that, that alone is addictive. You know, but my my problems and my issues are different today than it was back then. My problem isn't every so many hours, you know, needing to need to go search and looking for for some dope or for for a quick lick to to get dope or you know uh find you know towards the end there I was like home you know needing needing shelter needing needing to eat hungry all that you know um and it was almost easier once once I got caught because you know we get institutionalized we get used to those environments and you know the ones that are hurting are are our, our families our babies and so my struggles today are different than my struggles back then when you when you're on a red road your struggles don't go away it doesn't get easier you still got to work hard but each and every one of us has that choice to do so right and so just setting our intent, you know, and being grateful for Creator. And I got a song up next for you. Just under that title. All right. Talk to you in a bit. Oh, 
Maria toca su luna. Mamona toca a Bocuac. I 
And that's Creator by Indy41. Actually, the creator of this platform here, April Satchel. Um, So check her out on YouTube. It's under Indy, the number four, spell out one. Shout out to to April. And so going into this whole conversation we're having about, you know, respecting ourselves and, and, you know, loving ourselves and treating ourselves better, um, you know, a big part of that is how we treat others, right? So how we treat others um, really reflects on how we feel about ourselves. Um, I know when I first got my kids back, I had this outlook that everything had to be, you know, picture perfect. And that's not, that's not reality. Reality is, you know, creator loves us flaws and all. And the more that we accept ourselves for who we are and how we are, the more that, um, you know, things will flow a lot, a lot better within our, our lives and our relationships. Um, it was hard for me, um, and I still have hangups when it comes to accepting uh, my brain injury. You know, I went from when I was in college in my 20s, had a 4.0, you know, uh, all through school, on roll as a kid. You know, academics came pretty easy to me. Um, and after this brain injury, it wasn't so, you know, I, I struggled. And I was grateful that I had the support that I did. Um, and it was hard, like, reading reading the doctor's, like, notes after they did a, you know, like, I think it was like a 10, 10 hours of brain testing or whatever. And, you know, this is all due to, um, um, well, throughout my life, you know, just living a rugged life. And then especially that last episode where I almost lost my life, um, you know, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful that it happened because if that wouldn't have happened, I might not be here. I might still be out there running amok, 
locked up again, not here being present uh, for my kids, for myself, for my um, ones that have passed on, you know, I say I honor my family and my ancestors and those who have gone on before me. I honor them by every action I take, you know, every step I do here on earth, you know, I'm honoring them with my sobriety, I'm honoring them with the work I do, you know, and I may not have been able to save my brother, but within the work I do, you know, I got a picture of him right here with my eagle feather and, uh, you know, he watches over the desk that I do most of the work I do, you know, 80% of the work I do is right here. And he watches over that and he makes sure, you know, and his spirit's here. And I bring his spirit in when I help people and I tell them, I tell his story, you know, all it takes is that one thing I'm not dealing with to hold us back, to keep us sick, you know, and that was, that was him. He could talk about things, uh, you know, disassociate from what he was really saying, not feeling it you know and so yeah just loving ourselves taking time to embrace moments trying to look at things in a positive manner and praising one another especially as females there needs to be a lot more of that you know you see you see another female looking good don't get jealous. Be like, damn, girl, good for you. <laughs> you know, um, you know, if you've seen other sisters, you know, tissue, tissue hanging out the back of her pants. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, hair messed up. Say, hey, girl push your hair over a little bit or hey you got some on your face or hey that thing's hanging up about your pants <laughs> no, but, you know like look out for one another there's more power in numbers than individually but within ourselves we can do so much empowerment that we're able to look at things in a positive manner and we're able to be that strong a backbone for our societies, for society and for our communities. So, um, but I wanted to make sure that we read the second um, piece to the seven philosophies that I started last week. Um, and again, this is Leah Punachki at Inner Tribal Radio, and this is Inner Tribal Radio's Friday Night Red Road and Power Hour. And these are some words from uh, White Bison's Seven Philosophies. And here it is. You are a sacred being. You are the life giver. You were born to be absolutely worthy of all. You are a spiritual being as well as a human being. When the creator created the universe, 
He made diversity. Everything is different and unique. No two snowflakes look alike. No two oak trees are alike. Both are different. All things created are created in their own special design. This is why you are a sacred being. Exactly as you are is the result of how creation was designed. You are special and complete. You have talents and gifts to give. No other human being has to give in the world. Inside of every salmon is the knowledge of what it takes to be a good salmon. Inside of every deer is a knowledge of what it takes to be a good deer. Inside of every tree is a knowledge of how it is to conduct itself. Inside of every woman is a knowledge of what it takes to be a strong, healthy, spiritually balanced Native woman. There's a voice of your ancestors that will talk to you if you look there. In order to hear this voice, you must practice going there. And you must learn that it will speak to you the loudest when you are the most quiet. The knowledge is within you. It starts to speak to you when you, are, when you reach the age of puberty. This voice will guide you and help you find the red road. How do I get this? to be a part of my life, you ask. Each morning, spend time by yourself, with yourself. Close your eyes, and to yourself you say, today I intend to be. And so today, I intend to be the best, version of myself I possibly can be now does that mean I'm perfect hell no I'm far from perfect you know and I wouldn't want to be being able to be transparent and open up and be able to voice when I'm wrong you know just yesterday you know Thanksgiving uh it's not a holiday that uh, a lot of us in indigenous uh, country, it's, it's not one that we're like, we're celebrating, right? But we're grateful beings, we're grateful people. And we love being around our family. We're like one of the most family oriented bunch, right? And we have a lot in common with those those others that are like that, all of our relatives, no matter, no matter what your background is, you know, uh, you, you connect more with, with what we're saying. There's nothing wrong with that. But always be proud of who you are. None of that, my great-great-grandma's, you know, this or that. Just be who you are. Be transparent. Um, 
But so anyways, yesterday, you know, we've had a lot of loss, like most most of us and most of my relatives, especially after COVID. And, uh, you know, things just are different now. And so I'm doing a podcast um, with my coworker the day before Thanksgiving. And, and that's what the topic was, right, is, is how to handle things and and legit something come up during my Thanksgiving you know day and uh so you know it's hard being a teenager these days it was hard when I was I couldn't imagine now like this town that I live in you know I live in Montana and this town that I'm in when I was a kid we could go from one end of town all the way to the other and be there within like 20, 30 minutes tops, like legit, like from the west side to the east side, about that long, you know, and maybe a little longer from from north to south side. But so anyways, and it was safe, right? It was safe. Um, and nothing to worry about. You know, I had to be home before. You know, if them them streetlights was on, I better have my ass home, right? Well, you know, especially uh, being knowledgeable and working within the uh, North Central Montana Human Trafficking and Missing and Murdered Indigenous Task Force. um, You know, I hear these stories. I know what's going on. And, you know, it's scary. But at the same time, I got to allow my children to be children, right? And so there's rules. You know, they can't be going running around by themselves. My son, you know, um, he grew up on the res. All he knows is that. And so this is like a big city to him. And I've had both my kids back for four years now. My my daughter lived here in this urban area uh, her whole life. And so... You know, she knows these streets a little better than me, but she's got that attitude like um, I did. Like nobody could touch me, you know, and me, I had a big brother and like majority of my first cousins on my dad's side are men. And I do have female ones. Shout out to to all the cousins. Um, But the ones that were around and the ones that were within my age group, you know, within 10 years, uh, we're, we're men, we're boys. And so, you know, I was kind of a tomboy growing up, not kind of, I played sports and I, you know, but my brother was different with me. Like I hear these stories about, um, you know, your brother roughing you up and this and that my brother was really protective over me, like really protective. And I think it had a lot to do with that. We weren't, we didn't grow up together. You know, when I was three, my mom took me, you know, 86, 87 miles, um, you know, west of where we was. And so, um, growing up like that and then seeing how my kids are, it bothers me because, you know, I was incarcerated. Their dad was locked up, you know. Their dad was locked up mostly all their life. Um, I was locked up 
and running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Like a, I wasn't like a chicken head. I was a chicken head, <laughs> you know? Um, and I discharged my last sentence in 2016 by, um, and that was a three-year bit. Went to prison over that one. And then by February 2017, new charge within six months. I had three more, like, you know, stupid. Mama wasn't in my conscious mind. And I try not to beat myself up about it, but it still, it creeps up. I'm going to be honest. It creeps up, especially within this stuff with my kids. And so... You know, my kids grew up in two different homes. They got the same dad, um, but my son grew up with with their dad's family, and my daughter grew up here with with my mom and stepdad. And so my stepdad passed away last November, and he was like the backbone of, you know, for my nephew Jacob, for my daughter. You know, my son was just getting to know him. And so my daughter is going through a lot, you know, um, she's seen a lot, been through a lot. Now, my son, on the other hand, he went through it like he, um, you know, seen um, his cousins having their mom and dad and probably wondering, you know, where his were and just feeling, you know, out of place, that identity piece. And, you know. A child needs their, especially a boy, needs their mom. That girl needs their mom. That girl needs their dad, you know? And so I just really encourage, encourage you. Um, I mean, shout out to the single dads. There are some. My cousin Martin, you know, single dad of four, holding it together, holding it down. But I mean, you know, statistically, we know. As Native folks, you know, we jump right into these relationships. We jump right and we meet each other. And then we're like, okay, you staying at my place or you staying at yours? And then for that next few seasons, you know, we're playing house. Well, while you play house, you know, babies pop up. You know, you don't, you don't handle your business. Then babies pop up and especially when we're young and, and, and dumb, you know, and um, we don't think into the future. And so you young folks out there, our young listeners, take your time, pump your brakes, you know, because you don't know somebody well enough to be having babies with them and bringing bringing babies into this world you know it's not fair and so um you know I hear a lot of people like they can't stand their exes and this and that my ex has done some 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 scummy shit and I've done some dirty ass shit myself um we're not even gonna go there but I got love for him because he's the father of my children right He's not doing too well, but I want the best for him. I want him to be present. Me, 
I'm still learning boundaries, but I've even allowed him to sleep it off on my couch, you know, um, and that's that. Now, when we're you, when we're in that frame of mind where we're needing to sleep it off, we're not always thinking, you know, thinking fully uh, through. And so, um, you know, we're not always good with boundaries either. And so I have to set those boundaries within my life for my kids, but I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to. I want their dad to do good and I want their dad to to love himself and do good for himself you know but our statistically our men are not around you know and that goes both ways it's it's our our females we can be girl our indigenous females you know how we can be and our men you know you're following suit a lot of times a lot of times you didn't have a father in the home, you know? And so, you know, there is no manual of how to parent. There is no manual of how to be a man. There is no manual of how to be. All I can say is, is be kind to one another, you know? And so I look at my kids and their relationship is totally different than my brother and I's was, right? Um, but my daughter, you know, she was popping her attitude yesterday and it'd been going on for a couple days and I'm just like man I can't do this if I was even to look at my mother wrong my mom would just have to give me that look or that tone and I'd be like okay you know I wouldn't even think of saying some of the stuff my child says to me now now at 39 yes I have said some things to my mother and my father that I wasn't proud of you know, and those are things that I've had to make amends. I've had to take accountability for, you know, but we can't allow those things to hold us down anymore. Guilt, shame, half the time, it's not even ours to be carrying around. But it's, it's like the two worlds colliding, our indigenous traditional way and this colonialism way, right? And so in the midst of that, in the midst of that corruption that happened within us, within our DNA, within our ancestors, within the memory of Mother Earth, things didn't sit well with us because we are caring, compassionate, um, respectful. We respected our surroundings. We respected respected our relatives the animals we respected um the universe we respected the water you know we flew we we would flow with the seasons we would flow with the rhythm of this universe we were connected interconnected but we are getting reconnected my relatives and uh, just through being transparent and allowing ourselves to to share a sacred safe space like this and listen to me ramble on but you know I hope you hear something that hits home or hear something that that can help you 
um, because, you know, I just try to share and talk about things that I wish somebody would talk about, would have talked about with me, especially early on. You know, um, it's like when I got into recovery, there was one particular person who was legit with me. Um, I went through like three, four different counselors. Or they already had me pegged as, you know, this one's, this is a rough one. <laughs> this is a hard case. I don't know. But, um, and my peer support, shout out to Brett Course, had my back, man. And he he's in recovery. And I put him in some situations. But he kept, he earned my respect. He earned my trust because he kept things that were going on in my life between him and I, and he looked out for my best interest. And he was transparent with me and honest with me. I didn't find out the next day he went and told this one and that one and da, 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 you know, cause that that's our issue um, with getting, getting clean in the white man's world is how are we going to trust this person when my inner core is shaking and telling me I can't trust this person, you know? And so allowing ourselves to see past that first instinct, that first response, you know, taking note of it, of course, because like I've said before, you know, creator gives us that gift that gift to be able to, you know, feel if something's good, feel if something's wrong. And, but us coming from trauma, already having PTSD, you know, we get that feeling and we jump to the first conclusion, write it out a little bit, check things out. And they may not be 100% somebody you want to work with but give them a chance you know it's the same thing on the other other side of the fence too now if they've had a bad run-in with with one of us are they going to turn around and treat us some type of way it could go either way right we know that um especially growing up here um i had a black stepdad a very dark native mom. I'm seven eights. Um, my blood quantum black feet, but you wouldn't know it looking at me. You know, I'm I'm high yellow. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm low. <laughs> but in any event, I grew up like in the upper white class neighborhood. I guess you would say. Um, my parents worked for a school district. My mom was an Indian ed coordinator. My stepdad was a coach for the girls and boys basketball back then. Um, and, um, for over 45 years was a coach for the boys, uh, JV and over 45 years was a teacher here, um, science social studies and math teacher and health I think too and then he also uh coached um 
middle school football, middle school track, and he was a referee and an umpire for the MO, MO, a referee for the MOA, and he also umpired, you know, just jack of all trades, held down the Salvation Army camp during the uh, summers and you know, the program that he was in before he passed away was the program to help underprivileged kids. Um, but we grew up in a very racist uh, environment outside of our home. Um, our pa- I grew up in the church. Um, my stepdad, uh, my mom and him got married in a, you know, non-denominational, but Southern Baptist like vibe, you know, and um, and our pastor and his wife live right up the street, like block and a half up. And they um, they used to babysit me and things. But a lot of chaos happened that didn't need to happen all over the color of my skin. It was like, um, shoot, I'm going to say it wrong. But I believe it was like 1987. 86 somewhere around there maybe it was 88 I don't know but um Montana had their bicentennial like anniversary whatever oh that's another thing it was already found it was already it was already territory (laughs) but anyways they was having their little bicentennial and we're supposed to dress up as our ancestors and and um bring a bell we're gonna ring in the whatever and so I go in right check this out I go in wearing my mom's fully buckskin buckskin beaded uh traditional dress that that her grandma made her my great great grandma Mabel made her and had my little bell and hair braided and just proud, right? Always raised to be so proud of who I was. And from that, literally, literally everybody else, including them teachers, was a cowboy and a cowgirl. Yep. And my mom did a little research she said there was a little girl that I told her I said there's a girl that you know they started treating me messed up I started getting jumped that's where I learned how to fight is that that white suburban area you know and it was boys you know and kids are cruel they're they're a product of their own environment though and so we have that background of going through it right but I just ask that you just be the best version of yourself. You know, even if it just peeks out a little bit here and there, slowly, slowly be that best version of yourself. You know? Um, and be who can, who can look past into both worlds because if we can look through both views and we can find a way to blend that in between. Braid it. Braid it like some sweet grass. Braid them two worlds together and work together versus 
staying stuck on the negative, be knowledgeable, educate yourself, know what you're talking about, know what's going on, but we can't stay stuck on the negative. It that is toxic to our bodies, to our systems, to our minds, to our families. Together, we can do something, you know, but being able to be a bridge to better educate the other end, it has to go both ways because we're not dealing with the exact people that made them choices. And I know a lot of our, of our, um, you know, white relatives, you know, I've heard a lot of them say things like I'm so sorry I'm sorry you didn't do it you know we need to remember that too you know because there are some good people out there um and you know be your culture don't 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 try to be you know ours you know still be you um and we'll always be us right Right, my indigenous relatives, we're going to always be us. And all I'm going to say is that it feels good to be a native. This is Leah Punaki for Inner Tribal Radio. And this is Red Road Empower Hour. Standing Rock demonstrators with tear gas and water cannons. Analysis of CDC data from 1999 to 2014 shows Native Americans are 3.1 times more likely to be killed by police than white Americans. For the past 20 years, this group of Native Americans have been rallying for the name and logo of the team to change. The Chief Wahoo is the tribe, that's our logo. So the heck with those natives. Suicide is 72% more common among Native Americans in the U.S. We are the change. Hold up. 
sight lace, which is crazy. Give a fuck on my mama who made it. Fuck, you crazy. Let's look for Trump. Let's take it back. I'll pop the trunk. We don't know how to act. We don't know how to act. We don't know how to act. We don't want it like that. Back up on the microphone, you're number one native. I do it for the people, so no matter what they say, it's no matter what they play, it's no matter what we face it. We make it, we take it, we make it, then lace it. Our eyes are so ancient. Yeah, yeah. Hair is so long. Skin is so brown. Spirit is so strong. Yeah, yeah. She is so smart. I am not worthy, so where do I start? Yeah, yeah. Get a grip, get a grip, grip. Baby girl's lips go whoop. Baby girl's hips go whoop. Attraction so natural and silly. Kind of revolutionary, really. Lord to my own, do you feel me? Lord to my own, do you feel me? Music that's radical, actually masterful, magical, tactical, tangible, valuable. Your shit is casual, rapidly laughable, fashionable, factual. I am impassable. Trail of tears and we still here. Oh, man, I'm feeling us. Oh, my God, man. 
And that was Red Eagle was still here. Um, I love the ending of that. Um, he has the National Suicide Prevention Hotline on there and their website. Um, so I'll share that with you. It's 1-800-273-TALK, all capital letters, TALK, uh, or capital letters, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> well, that's the number. Use it. Need it. You know, use it. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I know it's one of the most uncomfortable things we ever will have to do, right? But that pride will hold us back. And just know there's there is people out there that care. There are good people in the world. They don't want nothing back. They just want to see good for you, right? And so this is Leah Wetzel Punaki, Elk Woman. Um, I just want to tell you all have a wonderful week. I hope to, uh, I hope you guys got something out of my ADD of a of a session tonight, but. You know, um, nothing but love for you all. Nothing but love for my Inner Trouble Radio family. And stay blessed.